There are very few people who get less sleep than I do. I think Mike Maniscalco is on that short list. They were in Anaheim last night, and he is back here, and I can't believe awake uh, at 2.26 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, the host of the Canes Corner Radio Show tomorrow at Backyard Bistro 7-8, the, uh, the, the star, Martin Natchez, will be there. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like a, a chewed dog toy, but other than that, I'm very good. Thanks. I actually just read uh, about a, a new dog toy that makes no noise, but dogs love it. I'm thinking I need to get a hundred of those. Uh, let's uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, Aaron Judge re-signing with the Yankees for not all of the money, but a lot of the money over nine years. That's pretty good. No, thank you. And uh, I'll be honest with you, that's what kept me up most of the night as we were <laughs> flying back to the East Coast. Uh, Brian Cashman, who I helped give his four-year extension, consulted me. Uh, that's really why we were on the West Coast. I was just trying to keep them away from San Diego and San Francisco. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the Padres offered more money than the Yankees did. Uh, well, I mean, we're starting to see that, though. I, I think that's honestly a trend in sports. I mean, I know that it, it's, we're not talking about the, the Canes. Talking about whatever uh, we want. Specifically when we say this. But I, I think we're going to start to see certain players. And it's not the, you know, how much is enough. But if you're comfortable in a place and, and you're getting that kind of money, I mean, do you, does that extra year at $40 million, is it worth it for you to pick up your life and move across the country? So I think a lot of athletes are, are starting to figure that one out. Oh, uh, look, I've been saying for a long time that where you play, you know, where you have been successful, that matters. There, there's a reason you are successful in certain places. That that matters. That's why when uh, you know when they offered me millions of dollars to leave town, I no, I didn't. That's never happened, Mike. Uh, <laughs> but that, no, the other, but the other part of that is there are certain cities where you can make up that money, and, and clearly New York is one of those. No Judge question. will have uh, far more advertising dollars now thrown at him that he's staying in New York, as opposed to. And there's nothing wrong with San Francisco or no. Dallas or, or L.A., but. Uh, you know, you can he can recoup that one year, I would think, rather quickly. San Francisco has the best calamari I've ever had. I would go there just for the calamari. I would fly there for lunch. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about your guest tomorrow night at Backyard Bistro, Martin Natchez. Uh, and I mean, far be it for me to not uh, not poke fun, uh, but I don't believe he is a hot player anymore. I believe he is simply good. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but, you, you know, good players can stay hot. And I think for for Natchez, for him to get off to this, and it's a hot start still. Um, I, I'm not a skeptic on this one, Adam, but, you know, <laughs> let's see it for 82. Okay. He has, given us, he, has, he has given us absolutely zero reason through 26 games to think that this is not the real deal now and this is not what Marty Natchez is, is all about. And, you know, we're in such that microwave society that when a player is a first-round pick, if he is not one of the best players on his team, and in hockey I'll use the hockey parlance, if he's not one of the leading scorers on the team within his first or second year, well, what's wrong with him? There, there's got to be, you know, this is a bust. Why did they, they draft this guy? Could have had this guy. Um, we have to remember we're dealing with, you know, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, and a lot of times guys who are coming over to North America for the first time. So it might take somebody – a year or two or three to unlock everything in the game. And, and I think that's what happened with Marty Natchez. It took him a while 
to figure out the North American game and then the NHL game. And now that he's got it figured out, the skills were always there. We'd always see the flashes at him. I mean, I know you and I have talked about yeah. that. Uh, but, but now, to your point, to go back to what you said, it's, it's not a flash, it's a fire. It, it, it's caught. <laughs> so let's see how much he can continue to build on it. And I, I, again, I have no reason to think this is going to stop the way that he's playing right now because he has every tool in the toolbox. You know me. I, I, I never miss an opportunity to uh, take a subtle shot at things. And I was convinced at the end of last year that Natchez had played his last game for Carolina. I was convinced of it, that they were going to use the the talent of Natchez, the tease of Natchez in a trade to upgrade wherever they might need to upgrade. And But they insisted at the all summer long, and I mean, I rolled my eyes at it a little bit, but they insisted that he was not going anywhere. They figured out a trade for a contract for two years, yep. and boy, you know the adage, the, some of the best trades are the ones you don't make. And oh, I don't know, where, where would they be without him? That's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I don't think they'd be in second in the Metro Division right now. Um, they, they'd still be a very good team. But uh, I, I think that all of us, even the, the most ardent Marty Nature supporters coming into the season, wouldn't have predicted this. Uh, you know, you would have predicted, you know, maybe he's got uh, 10 goals at this point in time and maybe 10 assists. And, you know, 20 points is a really good number, but... You know, he's he's on a pace. He's a point per game player yep. right now. He's and, and that that to me is that's where the elites are in this league now. You know, 100 points is great. That used to be the the standard. All right, you do that. I think anytime you're a point per game player in today's NHL, uh, you've set yourself up with this. And I think the other part too, Adam, going back to this off season, the Canes weren't going to move him just because there was this. Well, we haven't seen him hit its potential yet because they can keep him under their control and they know what kind of player he is with the, the contract situation that he's in. And, you know, he signed that two-year deal. And I think there was pressure on him last year uh-huh. to try to perform and get that new deal. And, you know, players, I don't know if players will admit that, um, but in, in this case, I think there was a little bit of that. You know, he was playing for this big deal to see where he would fit in. And when it didn't happen, the Canes knew they were going to get a good deal. Uh, to keep Marty Natchez, and now they are definitely reaping uh, the rewards, as you said. And, and I'm with you. You know, a lot of times we hear, you know, this trade didn't get made, yeah. uh, and it's the best thing for the organization. I don't know if there was even a serious. I'm sure teams took a run, but I'm not sure if there was ever a serious offer that the Canes front office entertained. I mean, it would have had to have included first round, uh, at least one oh. first round pick, and Easily. it was. It probably would have been for either another top six forward or. Somebody else they could have plugged as a defenseman into their top four, uh, and it probably would have happened before they made the move for Brent Burns. Uh, well, let's talk about the goaltender, Pyotr Kachetkov. Look, it, I didn't think it was his best night last night. That doesn't matter. He has been their best goalie <laughs> through the first 26 games of the season. I, like, I'm not wishing that Freddie Anderson stays out longer. That's not the point here. But when Anderson comes back, there's a conversation that has to be had about how yeah. do we how do we send our best goalie back to the minor leagues? Well, uh, the the easy answer for me is you want Piotr Kochetkov to get the workload of a number one this year, and I think that was the plan all along, Adam, that he was right. going to get that workload in Chicago. So. I understand the way he's been playing. He's made the decision very difficult for Don Waddell in the front office for, okay, what happens when 
Frederick Anderson gives the, the green light that he's ready to come back and play. That said, um, and, and I know that we, we kind of have to leave seasons where they are, so last year kind of needs to stay last year, but uh, the Canes are very comfortable with Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ronta as the one and two yeah. for this team, and I think that you let Kochetkov go back down and, and go on this stretch that he is right now with this club. Give him the bulk of the games in Chicago. Let's see how he's holding up when he's played 45, 50 games over here. So uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's played he's played phenomenal. He's done nothing uh, that in uh, the, the world of, of fairness would say you need to send him back to the AHL other than uh, if Freddie Anderson is healthy, Freddie Anderson is the number one goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes as well as Piotr has played. So uh, I want him to keep playing games and then <laughs> get better at that. So I think that's how you – you do that when Frederick Anderson says he's he's good to go. And we've been on the road for a long time. So the last I saw, Freddie was working with Paul Schoenfelder before yeah. practice on his own. Uh, we'll find out if he's progressed uh, probably tomorrow at practice if he's going to be part of the group or still skating on his own. But uh, for me, that's, that's how you address this if you're the Carolina Hurricanes. And honestly, I, I hate this cliche, but it's a good problem to have mm-hmm. for the Canes that they know that they've got a guy that they can trust in, in the net to – they might have to send down to Chicago when Frederick Anderson is cleared to play. I mean, he's really has been tremendous, and he's fun. And oh. Hur- Hurricanes fans will never forget him going out and going after Brad Marchand last year in the playoffs. No, and they shouldn't. And that's that's what I love about his makeup. And in the end of the Kings game, yeah, where you know <laughs> clearly, and I, I said it on the broadcast last night to Trip. You know, the good thing about this is clearly his English is getting better because he understood what was being said to him. So um, I love right. that as twofold. But I love, I love his passion. And uh, in, in that position, you either need to have, like, absolutely no pulse and nothing bothers you, or it's okay to be emotional and, and get fiery in the nets. And, and he's got that emotional side to him. And, and not only that, he is fun. Uh, I, for me, he's the closest thing I've seen to Dominic Hoshik, where he'll do whatever it, it yeah. takes to make it safe. He is all over the place. He has been uh, been a blast. Let me ask you one thing, just about this being the 25th anniversary season. Um, like, I, was he- I wasn't here when they moved. I was here. I got here the first year. Um, but I became really ingrained in covering the team in 2002 for that for that was the first year i really became uh where i covered basically every game and we were at every playoff game um in your time being around the team and studying the history what jumps out at you about 25 years here in raleigh uh the fact that it's a hockey market uh and it and it really is um you know, that was the, the big thing. And the, here's the funny thing, Adam. I've been here for 15 years now. So uh, the team was the <laughs> Does you feel old? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I feel old. Um, but the Canes win the Cup in 05, 06. Then there's the 06, 07 season. I get here the next season, the, the 07, 08 season. And, you know, the, the old tropes that are thrown by uh, certain, you know, Canadian columnists <laughs> and whatever that, you know, hockey doesn't work down here and, you know, they don't know the difference between a red line and a finish line, all those things that came out here. And, um, you know, growing up where I grew up in Western New York, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd hear it from, from certain people like, well, 
or do they know? And I'm like, this is a hockey market. And I think that that run in 02, the winning the cup in 06, like all of those things have just now made this a place where people get it and, and people understand, you know, just how much fun, when, especially when your team is winning, how much fun uh, watching the NHL can be. But knowledgeable about the sport. And, and that's, to me, what stands out to it. And, and when it's going good here, Adam, you know, you and I have been in a lot of barns and a lot of buildings in mm-hmm. sports, not just hockey. Uh, I will defy you to give me a better atmosphere in a playoff setting than PNC Arena when the Carolina Hurricanes are playing. I mean, it, it, it's just it's one of those magical places. And, and that, for me, is, is really what I take out of it. And, and uh, the other side of it, too, and some people will think that this is a slight, but the fact that this area is such a pro-college yeah. area, you know, and when I, I just use pro and college in the same <laughs> way, but I mean, it is so big in college sports that this area embraces the Canes like everybody who goes to a university embraces their alma mater. And, and I think that that's just one of the really unique things about this area and what stands out to me about 25 years of Canes hockey. I mean, that's actually where I was going to go next. I think it is the best blend because we treat the, the, like the whole tailgating culture uh, yeah. and the this is our team. You can't say anything bad about my favorite player. It we The fans treat this team like it's a college team because we treat college teams here kind of like they're pro teams. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. is that Absolutely. there is that blend. So, and you know, it's again one of my favorite lines. You can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. <laughs> uh, are you are you excited? Wait a second. Did I hear you say the other day that you had not seen the stadium series uniforms yet? No, I have not. They are under lock and key. I swear. Unless they've changed, I think I've seen them. Well, that goes back to something that came out during the, if you're referring to what was supposed to happen in 2020, um, I, I don't know one thing or the other, but I think that the redes- I think that they've been redesigned. Ah, okay. I think I, I in, in the marketing people, if they're listening to this, I am extremely <laughs> sorry, but maybe I'm keeping the mystery alive. then. So maybe they, <laughs> they owe me for this. All right. So we have these anniversary jerseys and as somebody who must identify players by their Jersey numbers at times, isn't it cool to see the old numbers? We can't get those wrong. I still can't decide. Is that an eight or a six? Is it a zero? I don't know. Is it a three? The the round numbers, because I'm old and my eyesight's not great, uh, I like the bigger numbers. Oh, uh, the best thing that's happened to me is <laughs> those jerseys have come back. Uh, because uh, when you've got like half a second to make a call, and I'm like, is that an eight, a three, or a six? Well, we're just going to say Carolina has the puck. No, uh, <laughs> uh, and that's around the league. I want to, uh, whoever gets the new jersey contract, I want to show them everything that Adidas did. And Adidas did some wonderful things for the fans. But from the broadcaster's point of view, and go, okay, I'm going to sit you a mile up. You tell me if you can tell me who that number is. And I know that. Uh, their tricks, righty lefty, how guys take their their sticks, how guys skate, and, and you know you, you got to watch as much as you possibly can. But goodness gracious, there are some numbers uh, that are are put out there that I'm like, this is this is impossible. Can't, <laughs> can't do it. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the I'm happy with the 25th anniversary jersey. Are you going to be indoors or outdoors at the outdoor game at the stadium series game? 
That is a good question still to be determined, but um, more than likely indoors. Right, because I... In the, uh, in, the Vaughan, in the Vaughan Towers somewhere. Yeah, because I figure that I will be wherever you guys are. Uh, so, yes, I'm rooting for indoors. Uh, Mike Maniscalco, welcome back from oh, the... Oh, you want the atmosphere. I can, I can talk to John Brockwell, radio engineer, and try to set you up rinkside. I mean, that'd be fun. you get the full experience. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome, Adam. Put him here. <laughs> I'll talk. To, I'll I'll see you soon. Yes, you. Well, well, I don't know because we go up to Long Island. I know, and then to Detroit. Back, like uh, that's that's the hardest thing about this road trip to explain to to some people is we're still on the road trip, but we're actually physically in Raleigh for two days. Go up to Long Island, come back. Uh, we're in Raleigh for a day and a half. Go to Detroit and come back, and then I think we'll actually have more than as my wife put it, more than 51 hours at home. Uh, it's incredible. And four consecutive home games, that in and of itself is amazing. All right, Mr. Maniscalco, I appreciate your time. Good luck with Martin Natchez tomorrow. I, I, I've heard he's a good tennis player. You could bring that he, up. He is. Uh, I actually asked him if he was playing tennis, would he be ranked the world number one right now? And he goes, no, Rob is still pretty good. I went, well, he's ranked number two. So <laughs> there's room, there's room above. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you, talk again soon. I'll see you eventually. You got it, Adam. Take care.